For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, this is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Welcome to the Geek Show. We're not the geekiest show on the internet, but we hold our own. We hold our own. Um, on this week's show, there's me, Rob. I'm talking now. You can hear my voice. Hear me? I, I am Rob. Rambling. <laughs> also, there's Andy and another Rob. Yay! Hello. Hello, other Rob. And I beg to differ. I would say we are one of the geekiest shows on the... No, no, Rob. You have not delved into the geeky darkness of the podcast world. I have, but they're nerd podcasts. They're nerdcasts. We are, we are a mere youngling when it comes to this stuff. Well, I would say they are more nerdcasts than geek podcasts. Hey, well, hey, don't be advertising the competition. Hey. Well, we are like seven year old, so like we're getting into the hyper territory right now. Well. Thing is, being seven years old, we're uh, we're kind of long in the tooth when you get right down to it. I'm just dreading in another seven years whether we break out in acne. Yeah, that'll be a thing. Cause podcasting, it's basically started not long before we did. Exactly. But when we started, we were like community radio, so it wasn't really the sort of thing that we were at back then. Mm. But but 2010, yeah, the podcast has was born basically. Apple basically pro, um, pushed it as a thing. Yeah, and everybody yeah, else picked up. That's yeah. where I think the name comes from. Don't quote me on that. What was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that as well. Like the iPod, that's where the pod of the cast comes from. Yeah, I which heard that as why, well. Which is why anything with a video should not be called a podcast. They call them video podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not like this entire industry is made up of a lot of people just making it up as they go along. That's mm. an incredibly insane accusation, which is totally true. I'll hear none of it. <laughs> Best thing about podcasts, though, it's on the internet, and we are not bound by quite a lot of regulation. <laughs> yeah, well, we're free to go as the wind carries us, you know, much yeah. like another thing, Yeah, which is in everybody's pocket. I am really trying hard to segue here. You had a perfect segue earlier on when you were talking about the iPod. Yes, but now um, I'm just trying to think of what's in everybody, what can fit in anybody's pocket. I don't want to know what's in your pockets, <laughs> either of you. I, I, well, the, I, point, the point is, we were trying to sort of segue our way onto talking about sort of mobile phones, in particular the smartphone. Uh, and I, I don't even think that's relevant anymore because, you know, you go back to sort of the origin of the species, as it were. Hey. <laughs> I was there. I was there. 
They released a Nokia 3310 new model a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. There were loads the, the, of people who were saying it was the perfect smartphone, and I was, go- I was sitting there going, you know what? We spent like a decade and a half moving away from this type of phone, and you're <laughs> telling me that this was your perfect phone? Why no, did I get rid of not. my phone? Now, the thing is, you know, mobile phones started off as the big bricks, the famous bricks. You know, 80s businessmen used them. I think you needed, like, a battery in your car as well at that point. No more car phones than anything else. Well, it started started Hmm? off as a car phone, and then they got the idea of making the battery mobile, so you had, like, a a satchel. You know, like, you have the uh, record bags. You had something like that where you had... And it was literally just the mobile phone battery in there. Yeah. And, uh... It gained popularity, you know, through Nokia and uh, BlackBerry, really. Oh, uh, Nokia with their immortal phones, which would... I mean, these days you get, like, your two-year contract and you, you get a decent amount of life out of it and you can keep that phone at you and update it if you want. But back in the day of, like, the Nokia, when Nokia were at their height, it wasn't really a thing of doing contracts. It was just everybody bought a phone. It was quite cheap, usually under £100. And it was just pay as you go. You got put a bit of money on it and uh, use what you needed. And if you wanted Every, games, yeah, add snake on, add yeah. snake. Oh, Bantumi, Bantumi was the other one, wasn't it? I don't know what that one is. Bantumi's one of it's like one of the oldest games in the world. It's where you had those little counters and you had to move them around and get one in each pot. Yeah, I can't remember that. But snake is the more commonly referenced thing because you know it's on everything. Yeah. Great thing is though, listeners now, right? We must get some listeners that are around about, let's say, between 10 and 13. So they won't know the joy of finally getting that colour phone or that flip phone. Flip phones are made out of sort of the inner rock of an asteroid or something. Yeah. (laughs) Because they were were immortal. You couldn't break them. You couldn't damage them. And I did try. I damaged mine. Thing is, think about it like this, though. How freeing was it when you got your first mobile phone? I, well, I got told to take it back to the shop because I shouldn't have bought it. I think I was in college at the time and <laughs> spent too much money on something. It was when um, Woolworths was a thing. Wool- yeah. Woolworths was a thing. But I mean, how, so going how, back liberating way. how liberating was it to have your own mobile phone, though, to not be well, bound to the house? I mean, yeah. It was like, you know, you know, when, because when I was growing up, the whole idea of having a cordless phone in the house was, it was a novelty. It was uh, only the rich people had cordless phones. And so we were forever having like the, uh, the, the phone, the handset all connected to the phone and you couldn't move around the house with it. So you had to sit on the stairs if you wanted some privacy. And then we got a cordless phone and it was just suddenly, I could talk in my bedroom to my friends. (laughs) Yeah. It was um, just this weird thing, and then but, and then mobile phones came about, and I, uh, I was well, suddenly I like, think the real revelation, as far as what we're talking about there, is Apple. Apple changed the game when, Apple, it, when it came to for it. a long time. They did like the computers, yeah, and they they were celebrated for that, rightly. I don't I mean Mac computers are very different from PC. There's a very different clientele there. Well, they were I the think. first. Uh, they were the first there. Yeah. Really. yeah. Uh, but it, it's just the sheer, it's the sheer expense of yeah. Apple, oh, I think. Yeah. Um, but they came out with like the the iPod. Remember them? <laughs> well, the uh, iPod was an amazing piece of technology when it came out. 
Uh, oh yeah, because like yeah, before you had to this like bring your you know your CD to deck thing. Yeah, oh, it was, like, yeah. You had to take like your, a bag full of CDs for what you wanted to listen to. Mm. Well, no, because there was the, there was the thing that that was in between the short lived but actually still remarkably well loved uh, mini disc. You remember those? Oh, yeah, mini disc isn't. <laughs> how can mini discs still be well loved? People still love them. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't know why, but I know a few audiophiles and they still love their mini discs. It's it was a Sony thing. Yeah. But you Last, can get... it was quite popular. Yeah. But you can get a M what they call an MP three player for about a fiver now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one I mean... of those I think it's one of those uh one of those things, you know how some people say that uh the old records sound better. I think it's yeah, a, yeah. I think it's one of those but things. It's more a nostalgia mini, thing than mini anything discs else. for people who don't know what they are. They were kind of halfway. Well, they were kind of a cassette. Well, but like half of a cassette. But you put files on it rather than recorded stuff on it. Well, it wasn't a cassette. It was it was basically a rewritable. I mean, visually, disc. visually, visually, it looked like a cassette, but it was a compact disc inside. Um, yeah. One of those small compact discs, and you could basically re-record um, songs onto it. And it was it was kind of voodoo the technology they had on it because at that point you could only really record things onto CD using a computer. And then Sony came out with this little square thing called a mini disc player that you could record stuff onto, and you're like, how does this work? This- yeah, <laughs> iPod happened. They got really popular, and the iPod evolved into the iPhone, and the smartphone was basically invented. And all the other companies said, "Ooh." That's cool. Google especially. And Google sort of led the charge by in, like inventing Android and all the other companies who weren't Apple. Stuck that on the phone and it's been evolution after evolution after evolution ever since. You know? although, although isn't it ironic that the other fruit-based company has basically embraced Android now? So Yeah, mean, BlackBerry. Yeah, BlackBerry. I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Yeah, BlackBerry. Because yeah. uh, yeah, I don't think there's another one. <laughs> thing is, BlackBerry had a good idea for a while, but they never really. BlackBerry's. I always got told that BlackBerry's were the business phone. You know, the iPhone was basically for. Well, it was like a PDA. Yeah, the BlackBerry was more like a PDA, wow. and I always got told, you know, if you want to, if you're going to be in business, use a BlackBerry. So I tried using the BlackBerry, and I tried. And I really, Did it do that thing like on that episode of The Simpsons? I really tried, Rob. It was it fingers was so are hard. too fat for this device. I really tried on the device. I, I, I'm sorry. I really, really tried, but I can never go black back to BlackBerry because it hurt me. It hurt me. It hurt me deeply, well, the, Rob. It fingers are tiny. It insulted my intelligence. I'm quite technically minded. You guys know this, right? Generally, yeah, if you right. give me a problem, I can find a solution to it. If it's technology but the blackberry no just no no <laughs> just no no blackberry bad you were bad never again well it's just as a design thing it was it wasn't like, just the design the sc- thing. Like looking at it in the mobile phone now yeah. it's like if you cut that screen in half and the top half of that would still be the screen and the bottom half would have like a qwerty typewriter on it yeah but the thing is it wasn't just the design thing it was just the whole it was just the architecture of the BlackBerry itself, the operating system, how all the pro- how all the things work, and the mysterious idea, and I don't know why they had this idea, but BlackBerry seemed to have this idea that we should hide how to how to change settings. 
We should hide it in hidden <laughs> menus that nobody can find. And do you know how hard it is to do tech support for somebody who's just bought a BlackBerry who isn't technically minded and lives 200 miles from you, but is your sister and <laughs> will has the ability to shout at you if you can't guide her through how to fix and set up her BlackBerry phone. That was the most yeah. frustrating three hours. Three hours that took. You must be really bitter about this because Blackberries have been gone for a good while. Oh, the memories. I'm still there. <laughs> the... We're now touchscreen and with Android. So technically they have a use now because the smartphones that actually work really well. No. So I, I, the smartphones, why have they got a typewriter thing on it still? They don't. Well, the, the touch d- ones don't. Yeah. All I can say is yeah. I tried Blackberry and I'm never going back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was sort of left up, like hangover from the nineties, though. Really, wanna? Yeah, and I think that's what the designers had—just a hangover. They they partied like it was nineteen ninety nine and designed the BlackBerry <laughs> during the hangover phase. <laughs> yeah, we're in a different world now, though. So really. much simpler. I don't even think you can call them phones anymore. To be honest. It's basically <laughs> a handheld computer. It's just a touch. No, no, computer. I, don't, I don't mean that in this, like the handheld computer. I mean, most people don't actually use the phone capabilities of the phone. I have an iPhone well, that, that I've never used as a phone, right? I have an iPhone 4, uh, 4S, <laughs> sorry, and it has no SIM card in it, and I've never used it as a phone. I'm pretty sure that's not how you're supposed to have phones, Rob. The thing is, I have a Galaxy Note that I use as a phone. Is, is it set on fire? Hey, Set on fire? Nope. <laughs> it's a Note, one of the original ones. It's not like a, a Note 2 or 3 or 4, whichever one caught fire. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Those are now turned phablets. Mm. Yeah, phone I know. Tablet. That sort of melding point between a phone and a tablet. And even then, tablets is like an offshoot of phones, isn't it? Yeah, mm. tablets are just... I mean, it was the iPad that, again, Apple leading the charge, leading the way. Uh, they just suddenly thought, okay, what happens if we make the iPhone bigger? <laughs> on, on that thing, though, I don't understand the point of tablets. I mean, they do everything... Which a phone does, except phone people. Like all the oh, technical stuff. And the, the, actually phone people now. <laughs> Some tablets Yeah, but they've got can. all the technical stuff, but there's no phone in there, and it's much bigger. I don't understand why or what. You've got one, Andy, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've got the... But, I mean, I've got the iPad Air 2 and the iPhone 6 Plus, so it's. I think it's roughly the same as the Note. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically a tablet in itself. Yeah, it is. It doesn't, it doesn't fit in my trouser pocket. I have to put it in my coat pocket, but still. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, this is the thing. The The smartphones have really changed the way we do pretty much everything. I mean, the mm. whole the, the whole swiping thing now, you know, just using your finger to do stuff. Nobody knows how to type these days because everyone's just... I thought you were having a pop of Tinder there. <laughs> no, but Tinder is one of those things. I mean, if you think about it, most of what how we live now is through our phones. Our phones have basically changed the change. They've changed society in general. Every, did you think? Did you bring this up as a topic because you want to have a good old old man moan? No, I'm not. It's just it's just one of those weird things that uh, that you notice, especially if you've uh, seen the development of it from like the old style house phones, you know, the old style landlines, all the way through. Um, and you have, Rob. I know you have. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, there are, let's put it this way, mobile phones, smartphones especially, are so beloved 
by general, by just everybody now. There are people in third world countries who have, they don't have two pennies to rub together. They, they barely have enough to eat, but they have a smartphone. We'll put it this way as well, though. The processor and the specs of the latest smartphones are actually better than the full computer, than a gaming computer from 2010. Yeah, well, there's, I know. A, there's a company which is like a Chinese company, and the whole point of them is to they call themselves like therefore on the flagship killer. Mm. Uh, it's a Chinese company called OnePlus. Yeah, and the current phone is like the three T. They got like the five coming out pretty soon, but the RAM on that is six gig RAM. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. So I have two computers at home. One has six. No, one has four gig RAM, and the other one has eight. So that just puts into context the sort of the power that these little things have. Yeah, and this is the thing. I know uh, the the first thing uh, the first thing I want to ask is where does where does the where's the end point? Where do we see this ending? I don't think it's going to go in this path forever. Mm. I mean, Andy's uh, like, anyway. Before I get into that, what would you think, Andy? Because you're, you're sort of uh, you love all this stuff, don't you? So what of smartphones in general, or like, where, where's the future go? Do you think they're going to keep getting better and better and better? Or um, well. I've actually done some research on this at uni, so um, what you're going to start to see, and I believe this, let's say, in about four or five years' time, um, do you know that material in the TVs, I think I've mentioned it before, where they're looking so you could fold your TV up? What, India? Oh, I, yeah. I think they actually announced one this year, Samsung, actually. Is that that Indian um, material? Is it's, it? Yeah, it's like a, well... Just a foldy material, so you can literally fold oh, the TV that. up. Sorry, uh, I was uh, getting confused because Indium's, you know, the touchscreen that you have on your really? thing. Indium's one of the main things on your touchscreen. I wonder what it's called. Yeah, I do remember you bringing it up, actually. Foldy TVs, because I had some fun at the expense of the whole concept. Yeah. I used to wish I knew what it was called. but <laughs> I, think we, I think we come up with um, folding up your TV and taking it out while you're in your pocket. Mm. But um, the... I wouldn't be surprised because there has been some indication of it in like research people have done that, for example, that iPhone in like five years' time will include this. So, so you could literally, it's you could drop your phone basically. So and hang on, are you saying that your phone could actually go into your wallet? I'm saying your iPad could actually go into your wallet as well. It, it, it's seen like little hints of it now. Um, there's the new HTC phone. Which has this? I don't know what does it call on it. It's like their new development is squeezy sides. So instead of like pressing the button to wake it up and turn it on, you just squeeze it and it wakes up. That's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, if you've got a very like filled pocket or something. No, if you have kung fu <laughs> grip or something like that, then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use those machine, those little exercise things where you sort of squeeze, clench your fists, but it's got like a lot of tension. I can't, I don't know what to call them. The little spring-loaded hand grips. Yeah, yeah, them things. If you yeah. use them on that phone, you just squash it like it's paper. <laughs> oh, if you spend your day just using them so you have, like, a grip strength of, like, 300 kilos. Maybe they're going to do that in the shops. You know how it, um, fairgrounds where you have the hammer and it goes up and there's a bell at the top? Yeah. Maybe they're going to have that in HTC shops. If you squeeze it too hard, you're not allowed the phone. <laughs> but if you do squeeze it too hard, you get a nice teddy bear. <laughs> See, that'd be hilarious. If anybody's just started it's good, listening... It's, 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 it's good marketing as well, so... Yeah. <laughs> but, you do know, though, I mean, in the future as well, well, starting now, the phones are starting to get less and less 
um, non-screen. I don't know what the word is. Is it bezel? Bezel. Uh, Bezel's the gap between the screen and the end of the phone, so the little... Yeah. Mm. So when this material does come into it, you just go and have the screen that you can fold. Mm. You're not going Samsung to have... Galaxy S8, that's what it is now. They've yeah. got no bezel whatsoever. Yeah. Um, do you know... It's just, it's just gibberish language, isn't it? Bezel and stuff like this. Yeah, I know. Mm. Do you know what I find interesting? Um, just going off what Andy's been talking about with the, with the foldable uh, TVs and the potential foldable phones. Years ago, when we used to, you know, before the current form of the Geek Show, when we used to do, like, news and discussions on the same show, and it was two hours, it was uh, we had some uh, news articles that uh, came up about uh, about wearable technology, but not wearable as in, like, the smartwatch type thing. Uh, it was basically, like, a circuitry that was designed into clothing and stuff like that. You say um, that, but um, Phil... One of our alumni. Yeah, he's had like a biochip implanted into his actual skin, and he was on um, the Yorkshire Look North News, mm. the BBC Yorkshire Look North News. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking because you can get this circuitry, you can get this, uh, you can get these circuits now that are uh, not only foldable. You can get batteries that can be uh, that can be worn just like a normal piece of clothing. You know, it's just like battery pants or battery shirts. You can get in tattoos as well. You can get like literal yeah. circuitry put in tattoos and on your arm. Exactly. So, I mean, what about that angle? What about if your entire body and clothing suddenly became your entire smartphone? I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't like it. And it's just killing an industry, and the phone industry is just too powerful for that. Try to sort of say, thing to like, you get apps in your phones now, and if they start putting, well, they have like chips in your hand or something. So you can, let's just say, get into your house or turn your heating on or something like that. Look, Basically, I... they say, only you can do it or somebody that has your hand. Yeah, but this is the thing. I'm just worried that uh, the fashion industry is more powerful than we think, and Zoolander was right. And <laughs> I don't get the reference. Do you not get the reference? The original Zoolander mm-hmm. movie, they were trying to say the fashion industry was uh, the shadowy uh, organisation that ran the world. Oh. I don't like Ben Stiller movies, I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, uh, failed references aside, (laughs) it's a possibility. Someone will probably try it at some point. It'll be like a hack. Like, you're sick of, like, somebody will say, oh, you're sick of getting updates on your phone and all this money with this, like, body hack. You can do this thing and you'll never have to buy another phone again in your life. Sorry, I just. I don't think it'll be. Accepted in a sort of more mainstream way, it'll all be sort of a, an almost perverse outsider thing. I'm just wondering how you do that. If like if somebody hacked your clothes so that whenever you got an update, something happened to a piece of your clothing or something. Well, they're not. Well, they're, I wouldn't say they're getting there. I mean, and I don't think you're going to see Apple going. The next iPhone is an implant, you know, and you get tattoo parlors trying to sell the yeah. latest Apple implant, but they're. So you can't the are... next iPhone be an eggplant instead? <laughs> I mean, Microsoft um, are doing something really, really good at the minute, really, really unique, and that's that HoloLens. Yeah. Which basically is your PC, so you'll be able to email people, talk to people, but it's a headset. What if, in, let's just say, 10 years' time, you lose that headset and it's in a pair of glasses or contact lenses isn't that so what Google Glass tried to do? Not mm. in contact lenses. Well, no, they tried to do it with the Google with glasses, didn't they? Kind of augmented reality type stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't like that idea. I think phones should just stay as phones, really. But I do think they will actually... I think there's like a ceiling for technology. Mm. I mean, you're talking about all this stuff. I mean, I think the ceiling is basically foldable phones. So there's uh, phones are getting really big now. The new uh, plus version of the Samsung Galaxy 8 is 6.2 inches, which yeah. is my tablet 7 inches. So it, it's a big, big, big beast of a thing. <laughs> so I think if you include like um, the foldable technology, it allows phones to basically get as big as you want them to be. The thing is, it, it is ironic though, because... Before, until the advent well, of you smartphones, say, like, well, I just thought I've got a joke. I've got a joke. Hang on. Uh, until... Now you can say, "Is that a phone in your pocket?" Or, are you happy to see me? Because you know, not too far off the distances, are we? In the, yes, this in is the true. sizes. <laughs> this is true. Uh, maybe it's both. Uh, it is ironic though, because before the advent of smartphones, the main joke that people were making was that mobile phone technology was becoming smaller. It was, yeah. And now phones are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> but I will think they'll get simpler. Yeah. Because you have like phone companies who are, who do just phones. It's a phone yeah. which is just a phone. And people get to a point where they're just sick of all the sort of noise and... of the apps. And the, like you can't have a phone now without sort of social media. Because that goes hand in hand. So a mobile phone and social media have gone hand in hand as the rose. Yeah. I think that's why each is as successful as they are. But. I think there'll come a point where people just get tired of it and they just want a phone that's just a phone. Well, and you'll people, see companies rising and doing really well with that. Yeah, people are turning away from social media in a big way because it's because of mobile phones, it's become very, very intrusive in people's lives because everyone has their phone with them wherever they go when you get right down to it. Except my dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of late to the, part, to the uh, smartphone party. Uh, I had an iPhone 3 years ago. And I tried a BlackBerry for a while, but uh, generally I got by with just a phone that took ages to send a text message on, but it was a solid phone. Yeah. You know, um, but it, it's it's weird the transition from an old style phone to a smartphone, because yes, there's so much more you can do with a smartphone, but I've had an iPhone 4 for years. And uh, I mean, what do you guys use your phone actually for, your smartphone? What do you use it for? I check my emails. Yeah. Um, uh, that's it, really. <laughs> I, mean, I, I say I get a lot of like Facebook Messenger just pings at me all the time. Yeah. So that is a thing. But I won't actually go on it to go on it. Like Facebook. I'll just yeah. go on it when it pings at me. But mostly I use my phone for emails and uh, and weather and transport. So Google Maps is actually mm. like... The, great, oh, the greatest yes. invention of mobile phone, I think, because never get lost walking again, except Durham. <laughs> yeah, but let's like, not forget cities and towns are like places that have got like sort of uh, ancient archaeology and geography. Yeah, Google Maps is like I don't know what that is. What you showing me? Go away, you suck. Let's not forget generally. though, Rob. There was a there was a period of time when. Uh, you kept getting on the bus, and I was going, how the hell are you doing this? I'm a bus ninja. <laughs> yes. Your bus ninja apps, Right. There's apps where it can tell you exactly where the bus is, mm. and I time it perfectly, so I just appear, and then the bus appears straight after me. <laughs> yeah. People think I'm some sort of warlock. I, 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 I couldn't understand how he was doing it. I honestly couldn't figure it out. I love those apps. But you got um, bus tickets on your phone now as well. You can yeah literally do anything on my phone. I mean, I use mine for work quite a bit. Okay. Uh, 
Dropbox is a major one. You can attach stuff to emails. You can scan documents. So it actually scans it and puts a clean document straight into your Dropbox. Yeah, upload photos straight into your uh, online server for Dropbox as well. Mm. Uh, you can order takeaway food to your house without having to talk without having to talk to anybody, which is a major plus. Especially when you're talking about sort of um, takeaway phone operators. Oh yes, Let's I'm not going to make it. Call you, but, uh... I'm not going to make any derogatory comments about them, but then they'll speak too well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And apply for jobs. You can do that on your phone now. Um, um, what else could you do on your phone? Let's look through the apps. Well, I mean, for Make me... your own Starbucks drink and yeah. then don't have to stand in the queue. That's a good one. For me, I, I do some of what you both do. Um, you know, check the weather, use Google Maps, use mm. the uh, bus app to find out when the bus is, stuff like that. And uh, I don't really check my email that much on my phone. Sometimes I may use Twitter... Maybe I get like Facebook notifications onto my phone, um, and I listen to podcasts. I listen to music because uh, again, late to the party, mm. used an MP3 player for years. I... Um, even though Rob kept telling me, "Why don't you use your iPhone? You have an iPhone. Mm. It's basically it's have an iPhone." Rob, Apple Music and Spotify now, so you don't mm. actually need them on your phone. Uh, Literally, well, you say that, so I hate Spotify, mm. not mm. because oh. of what it represents to musicians where like you can get millions of listens and basically get like 19 quid and um, sort of royalties or whatever it is mm-hmm. just on a sort of thing where one you don't own music so where is like the musician earning any money from and yep. these people are doing it as a job or they want to do it as a job and two it's so subsidized by advertising that it just ticks the joy out of music, and you got to subscribe to it. And if you're subscribing to it, why not just buy it and listen to it in your own well, time I mean, place? I subscribe to Apple Music, but because I'm a student... Well, you were. Um, you're not anymore. Yeah, but my email address is still open. Ah, Get lucky. it for <laughs> uh, Don't worry, Andy. It's only a matter of time before you before we'll also welcome you to uh, full price, uh, full price uh, city. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I'm going back in September. That was the worst thing that happened in my life. Having to pay full price for trains. Yeah. Ooh. When I, I, I went with my bank because it had like a third off rail travel. That was like the greatest thing that ever happened. You could go anywhere. And now trains are so expensive. So expensive. Mm. Boo trains. Boo. But yeah. I mean, the main thing that I use my uh, use my iPhone for, I, I use my uh, Galaxy Note mainly for calling people and texting. And I can text. I can actually text people properly <laughs> but uh the main thing i use my iphone for is really it's just to play games and take photos that's it you do not take photos yes i do might not take any good photos but <laughs> no yeah. sometimes i'll see something interesting you know i'll get i'll see an interesting piece of scenery or something like that and i'll take a photo of it or accidentally okay. take a photo of your face because you're on cameras on no i never made that mistake no. <laughs> Tech savvy here, right? Uh, Andy. All right. So, so what games? Games then. Let's talk oh, about games. Gonna, then. I was going to say, and Siri's always good as well because uh, you can ask him or her whether, like, just say, "Oh, I need a wee Siri," and then it goes, "There is a public toilet around the corner." It's yeah, really. I, I always try to test it, test its limitations. Yeah, I'm the same. And I, 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 just, I do like really bad accents and see if Siri can understand me. <laughs> 
glad that uh, Android hasn't really followed suit with that. I mean, it's got this new Google app, Bixley, I think it's called. Something like that. I can't remember its exact name. Bixby. Bixby it is. Yeah, but Which... it doesn't have that same Siri thing, because... See, the thing what is... Siri, Siri, basically, Siri is, please do something for me, because I can't be bothered looking on my own. Yeah, mm. I mean, they, they called it Bixby, though, and that makes me think, Bill Bixby, the Incredible Hulk, so every time I ask it a question, I'm just expecting the answer... Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> and then when you make it angry, your phone explodes and there's just radiation everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> games. Let's talk about games. Yeah, games. Because so- the rise of games on mobile is being a rocky and arduous path, you know. Because for a long time, it was match-free. It was uh, Fruit Ninja. It was... Various puzzle games. Angry Birds. Yeah, Angry Birds really. Uh, Rovio only became famous because of uh, because of app based games. Well, mm. they've also had like a movie, and they're going to be making a second one of the Angry Bird movie too. They have a fashion don't line. Forget, they don't forget Angry Birds Racing as well. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's like a Mario Kart but with Angry Birds. Oh, God, everything has cats. It's like the nineties <laughs> all over again. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean. Uh, there was the uh, match three games, yeah. Um, there's uh, puzzle games galore. I mean, the bubble is, bobble uh, ripoffs. Yeah, the uh, bubble bo- the yeah the popping the uh, three bubble line color thing. Yeah, that's a thing as well. But the weird thing is, there's always been kind of RPGs floating around. On well, I wouldn't say always. There has. I think it just they led the way, you know. The puzzle games led the way. Through, through those through those RPGs, they kind of said, um, a mobile game can be anything. It yeah. doesn't have to be this disposable, drop-in, drop-out type of game, even though I love my word puzzles. There's one I'm playing now called Bonza, and I just love it. But anyway. Yeah. No, the, when I say RPGs, what I mean is not, not the kind of uh, net-based RPGs that they have where you have like a certain number of turns and then you basically got to wait until your turns recharge. I mean, proper... Died in the wall RPG stories where you go and have an adventure. And the weird thing is, because your phone, I mean, even my phone can run these, because my phone is actually more powerful than than the old, like, Sega Mega Drive or the old PlayStation 1. Oh, by far. You know, and because you had those top-down RPGs, you know, the 16-bit RPGs on those, mm-hmm. and they ran perfectly fine, they're perfectly fine to run on apps. So you just download it and play it. Yeah, you get like Sakoidon and stuff like that, and yeah, mm. yeah. You can, it's basically a console now. You can get like a, well, nearly every Final Fantasy game up to nine. Broken really? Sword, yeah. Grand Theft Auto. But why yeah. would you want every Final Fantasy game when you've got Brave Exvius, where you can play every Final Fantasy game in one game? <laughs> yeah, I think it, with the case of like Sakoidon's a great game and stuff like that. The Final Fantasies are great games, but they were designed for something else. Mm. Yeah. But Telltale's on there as well now. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not designed for it, though. It's it's parted and parts. It's it, it kind of like, yeah. la- I won't call them lazy parts, but they're just trying to mash a square into a circle hole. Well, not only that, I mean, uh, they're designed for much more powerful machines. If you're trying to play, say, because Injustice 2, right? Um, Don't Injustice, tell me that's on phones. Yeah, that is on phones as well. Oh, well it's wow. like a free version. It's exactly. like a free version, but the thing is, have you tried it? I think I've played the first one. Yeah. If you are trying to play Injustice 
2 or Injustice or any kind of fighting game like that or any kind of uh, 3D uh, RPG, hack and slash, whatever type game, if you're trying to play anything like that on anything less than, say, an iPhone 6 or 7 or something or uh, equivalent Android phone of that kind of power, then all you're going to have is... Uh, is glitches and buffering and more glitches and buffering and just and lots of crashing. All the it's point just is, not going to work. There's no real, there's no real allowance for nuance. Yeah, because with those games in their original form, they've got like a controller, and a controller has different controls. Funnily enough, they can do things with it. You can tailor controls to certain things. And you can get with like a phone. When a phone, it's only touch screen, so all you can do is touch the screen. Yeah, and that doesn't really allow for sort of. Like, Varied controls or varied gameplay patterns. Yeah, and you can get like a controller attachment for your phone, depending on what type of phone you have. But probably you, iPhone then. The thing is, you don't see them that often these days because yeah. with mobile phone technology, with smartphone technology especially, accelerating at such a pace, and with the new models having like different shapes and sizes, it's pointless. Like doing... I said, that one one plus three yeah. T has six gig of RAM. <laughs> but the thing is, it's pointless doing any kind of peripheral like that now because you just can't. Because uh, they normally do them as a peripheral, and you have a kind of standard size. Your phone just slots well, in. But now the thing is, games are also that. adapting in the technology. Yeah, mm. and they're adapting the control methods and everything like that. And mm. um, I mean, the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, is basically uh, it literally is just uh, a tablet PC with. Uh, a couple of controllers attached to it. That's it. But that's that's the thing, you know. Um, I think once upon a time, mobile used... It was one of these things um, where people never called the Wii a console because (laughs) how could it possibly be a console? Because elitism. And um, mobile phones are going through the same thing. Like the hardcore car of audience doesn't look at mobile games as games. And I don't understand why, because I've been I play a lot of mobile games, right? And I will say, I I'll just say this: I've been playing One Piece Treasure Cruise for years. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> but the thing is, I've been play I play uh, I play a lot more mobile games than just about anyone I know. Mm. In fact, um, just to give you an idea of how many games are on my smartphone on my iPhone, right? Uh, let's see, uh, four by four, um, nineteen. Um, 15, 34 games I've got on my phone. Oh, that's too many. <laughs> that's what but my phone is. What about you, Andy? Really well, because I've, I, on my phone itself, usually I use it for work, like just as a phone, yeah. a multimedia device, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'd use it for my apps rather than my games, but my iPad, a similar sort of thing. Yeah. I have all my games on there. Yeah. But the thing is, I think. You end up collecting games. You might not finish a particular game, but you'll see another game that you're interested in, and it's so easy just to go, "Oh, I'll mm. try that." Um, I mean, the one game, the set of games which I spent a few, few, well, a fair bit of time on on the iPad was the Broken Sword games because they're basically brilliant on it. Well, the part for the Broken Sword games has been really good. Even the fifth one, yeah. that's a bit more does demanding. It still have, does it still have the goat, the goat puzzle? Yeah, but it's easier. Apart from the new update, I don't know if they've done it on the phone, but you have a choice for the old game or the new game. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, all of these, you know, the classic gaming franchises that we have on console and PC, they're all really jumping onto the bandwagon when it comes to smartphone games or app-based games 
I mean, uh, so like like the um, Lucas Arts Adventures. Well, not just them. I mean, uh, I'm using that as an example, so I could get that. Yeah, Monkey Island. Thing is, not just, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, not just them. I mean, Final Fantasy is the obvious one. There's loads of Final Fantasy games on, you know, iOS and Android. But uh, good as well. Fire Emblem is one that's mm. made, that's got uh, games on uh, iOS and Android. Um, the Tales franchise, you know, Bandai Namco's Tales Tales franchise, mm. has a couple of games on uh, iOS and Android. Uh, one piece, obviously, we mentioned already. They've got more than one. I think they've got like three or four. Yeah, but it, it, it's all sort of on One Piece Treasure Cruise. That's the big. That's a Bandai Namco supported game. That well, the most of them are. Um, oh no, but that's they've really put all the the power behind that one. That's what I'm saying. No, because there's that new one, um, which uh, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Uh, Sorta Online has a game on there. Uh, Dynasty Warriors has just made the transition. A couple of, I think, within the last <laughs> month and a half. Most of these games are free, though. Yeah, and this is the thing: they have in-app purchases, but most of them are free, and that's the weird thing. I think that has made them far more accessible to everybody. And the actors are feeder into the main console-based or PC-based gaming. It's basically a walking advertisement. You just release it as a free game, have millions of people play it, and millions of people then turn around and go, I'm going to play the rest of yeah. them. Yeah, I remember Fallout Shelter. Yeah. and I, I hated, hated that, that game because I wouldn't <laughs> bloody shut up. I was it demanded constant attention. I was the same. <laughs> I tried it against your advice because Rob told me, Fallout Shelter, don't play it. it, it it's it, it, it's like a child seeking attention all the time. And I didn't listen. And I regret I regret not listening. It's like, like a usual. Yeah, yeah, usually games. If you turn them off, they're finished. And you don't have to play them. But this one, you turn it off and you're just like, where'd you go? I'm still here, you know. We're going to play. I want to play. <laughs> I'm making it sound kind of creepy now, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Is, very understatement there. there. The thing is, there is an interesting thing that uh, Apple have been doing on uh, the App Store, uh, which I've been uh, diving into. They have like what they, they have what they call the free app of the week, and usually it's a pay. It's an app that you'd normally pay for, but they do it free for that week. And we've not mentioned fun. just on that point. Yeah, it's very similar. But Amazon have their own um, operating system. Yes, they've got like the Fire Kindle. So I'm assuming they're going to they jump into the mobile market soon enough. They probably will. I mean, do you, have but you noticed on their, on, their, on their marketplace? Yeah, they have games marked as actually free, like Monument Valley. It's free, free on there, and that's a great game. I played that, and that's like a very um, illustrious indie title. Yeah, but it's still not stuff free. like that. It's not free on uh, the App Store. Uh, exactly. But uh, what was it? Uh, do you know? It's weird because we've been talking about uh, Apple mainly and uh, Android to a certain degree, but we've not actually mentioned the uh, and we've talked about BlackBerry as well, but we've not actually mentioned the other one, Microsoft. Yes, the Windows Which Phone. People have largely been complaining as just a horrible mess. Yep. Because what they've done is adapted Windows 10 down to a phone size. Mm. And not that it doesn't work, it's just not very good. Yeah. You know, whereas the Amazon, what they use, they're basically using like a version of like Android. But yeah, Microsoft, it's doing its own thing. It is, but the, do you know, this is the thing that concerns me a little bit. Um, because we see it with modern uh, console gaming and PC gaming. The PC crowd was just off doing its own thing for decades, and everybody was going nuts over console gaming. But 
Who actually won the war? Well, nobody yet. But who is going to win? It's pretty easy to predict PC, now. Then yeah, PC's going to win, aren't they? Because you look. Uh, at... I think I think the console is going to go the way of the Switch. I think the Switch is really ahead of its time. I think it's going to be more mobile orientated. Yeah. Well, I mean, this forward. is the thing. This is what we've been saying about the uh, about Sony for ages. The Vita is an amazing piece of technology, and it just doesn't have the software support. And if they were going to go down the down the mobile route, then do a do a new version based around what they had with the Vita. Make it big, like yeah. Switch big. Yeah, make mm. it big, like Switch big, but uh, keep a lot of the functionality that that worked with the Vita because the Vita's an amazing piece of kit. Nobody's ever disputed that ever. It's just it didn't have the games. Except for the ones coming out of Japan, it just doesn't have the games. The one thing as far at the minute, though, against any others is the retro aspect. It does have all those retro games at really good prices, Yeah, to be fair. Uh, Nintendo are doing something similar next year where they're doing a Netflix type of thing where they used to be where you'd get rid of the games like every month, you know, where uh, you'd get some for free and then they'd change them. See, but I reckon it's sort of like PlayStation Plus. Yeah, mm, yeah, but now they offer, in, for example, their quite a lot of their back catalogue of NES games, probably SNES games, and eventually, no doubt, GameCube games. See, I reckon for, see, for a it, monthly fee, which is about fifteen pound. That's the sort of thing that'd get me on board with Nintendo. Yeah, because mm. they've got a, a massively amazing uh, back catalogue of games. Yep. See, bring back F Zero. Yes, I will agree with that. See, this is the thing. Uh, I when Nintendo announced their new uh, their new console, before anyone knew what it was, we actually speculated that uh, that maybe they'll be going down the mobile route, and maybe it'll be something like a cross between a smartphone and a console. And I reckon that's yeah. still on the cards for Nintendo. I reckon that Nintendo will eventually do something that is a combination of the Switch yeah. and the smartphone. And I don't I reckon think people realise the influence of yeah. the Switch yet. Well, the thing is, I think the Switches have been heavily influenced by smartphones itself. No, no, I mean, I don't think the impact of the Switch has really sunk in yet, because, no. you know, historically, the Wii was just a gimmicky thing. Well, it was in every house, basically, in the world. But it was a gimmicky the thing. thing. The, but the Wii wasn't the for gamers. The Wii was for everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the Switch, I think the Switch is going to change it. It's going to have a massive impact. I think mobile phones will feel it. I think gaming consoles will feel it. Well, I think I it's mean, going to be felt everywhere. We'll, we'll... What? Everybody's forgot about the glorious device that was the Nokia N-Gage. Nobody's forgotten about yes. it. <laughs> Nobody's forgotten about it. It's just... The thing is... The N gauge was a great attempt at combining a uh, a console with a phone. It's about a decade ahead of its time. Yeah, it was it mm. it was one of those things that was too far ahead of its time, and it's sad because uh, we've seen that happen a lot. Unfortunately, we've seen things that were mm. literally just just way ahead of their time. They and so they failed because people couldn't really get their head around the concept. But I think that. Yeah, but I do think I, I do think it's like of all the devices out there, like console, mobile phones. People can say like uh, the Samsung Galaxy reinvents what a phone. Like Samsung Galaxy Eight reinvents what a phone looks like, which it does to a certain degree. But it's still just a phone. Yeah. But I think the Switch is just going to be an absolute game changer for a lot of industries. 
well, personally. It's basically what we've been saying for a while. Um, and I don't think it's just us saying it. I think a lot of people are predicting this. Uh, it's only a matter of time until the gap between smartphones and consoles disappears and your smartphone is your console, your TV, your everything. Yeah, yeah. Because as far as I understand, I never played Breath of the Wild. You did, didn't you, Andy? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But you you played it mobile, haven't you? Yeah. Does it actually make any difference? Uh, there's obviously the screen. If you want, if you get technical, yes. But you won't notice a blind bit of difference if you're not technical. <laughs> Which is most people. Most yeah. people. I mean, it's, it's 720p handheld. It's not 1080p. You know? Yeah, but that's like the sort of minute differences that you have yeah. to be paying real attention to and notice. But if they did that, the price would be about 100 quid more, maybe 50 quid more. Do, so, do, you, know, do you know the weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this is just looking back on... Uh, a, this is just being nostalgic a little bit, but it, it's strange because you remember the Sega Game Gear, Rob? Yeah, oh, you do as well, don't you, Andy? Don't, don't exclude him. Yeah, it was the... Uh, it came at the time of the Game Boy... Yeah, well, it was just after the Game Boy. Game Boy Color era, wasn't it? Yeah, Game Boy. It was Game Boy. It was just after the Game Boy came out, and Sega said, "Well, we can do that," and they released the Game Gear, and so Nintendo had to come up with the Game Boy Color. I think that was around the same time. I think it was a pity because Sega was I like in the playground when I was growing up. You were either a Sega kid or a Nintendo kid. Yeah, and I I mean, I my allegiance unless you were me. Unless you were me, because I was off in the corner getting a wedgie and being an Amiga kid. Well, yeah, except you. <laughs> but I think Sega won, and they got a bit too cocky for their own good. Well, I don't think they got a bit too cocky. I think no, they... not with the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast tried to be too much. Ah, uh, thing is, I, crippled them. I I don't think it was them being cocky. I think that what happened with Sega was uh, with the Dreamcast. I'm just. Dramatic with it. I know. But. I don't think it was cocky though. I think that what happened with the say with the Dreamcast was a natural evolution. Um, I think they bit off more than they could chew. Oh yeah. I think At they the overextended themselves. Online gaming with dial-up. Well, it wasn't that. <laughs> no. it, it, it wasn't that. I think that. I think <laughs> if you look at it, you could see that they were running f- that they were heading for a fall because with the Game Gear when that came out. There were all sorts of little peripherals for the Game Gear that you could get, especially the TV tuner, which uh, a lot of people didn't quite understand how it fit with the Game Gear, but it basically gave you a TV in the palm of your hands, which nobody else could do at the time. Yeah, um, that is, a, I think, Game Gear, Engage, Switch. I think the next evolution of that is basically going to, yeah. Do you see what it's I mean? It's going to be in every house in the world, basically. Yeah, and whoever cracks it is going to be onto uh, an absolute. I mean, Nintendo have got a head start, but it wouldn't take much for Sony to catch up in a big way because uh, all they'd need to do is do uh, a modified version of the Vita. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft. I don't think they have it because they're doing this sort of console which doesn't need upgrading. Yeah, is that a console? Do. Console. <laughs> The console beyond generations, I think that's the blurb they're using for it. See, I Project find that Scorpio, false. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe that for one second. A console beyond generations. Yeah. Unless the, it can... The for it aren't, I mean, they're brilliant for a console, but... Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, Sega during the 90s, they were innovating like crazy. And I think mm. Nintendo has taken a leaf out of Sega's book from the 90s, but been a lot more, been a lot more careful with it. They haven't run before they could walk, which is why we ended up with the well, Wii. They did. They did. The Wii U was them trying to 
do the Wii, that. The but... Wii U was them just getting a bit overexcited and splurging all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally... I Because mean, the Sega Saturn was ahead of its time, but it was Sega's, retaliate, Sega's answer to the PlayStation, which suddenly appeared. And obviously everyone knows the history of the PlayStation, Sony and Nintendo collaborating. Isn't Sony like the... This PlayStation One, like the best-selling console of all time. No, it was PlayStation Two. Oh, was yeah, it? it yeah, PlayStation Two is the best-selling console of all time. Uh, I honestly think the PlayStation One is the best console of all time. So I'll just put that there. Yeah, but I well, I think the Dreamcast, but that's because I'm a hardcore Dreamcast fan, and it was so far ahead of its time. And I think it is a shame because it had the power, it had the capability, and yeah, it had it had the built-in internet connection. But the thing is, mm. you could get a broadband adapter for the Dreamcast, so you could play it on broadband as well. Mm. So, um, so, I mean, obviously the GameCube was around just after that as well. And yeah, the GameCube console was so much better spec than what was already out there. It's a yeah. nutty controller, that thing. <laughs> the thing oh, is, you, you need to see the N64 one. Yeah. I did. I, at the time, I thought it was like the best <laughs> controller like I'd ever use and go back to it now and says, what am I supposed to do with this? Where did my hands go? The thing is, if you look at uh, the thing is, if you look at the kind of capabilities of these uh, consoles, though, the GameCube had some handsome games, right? That still stand up now. The PlayStation Two had some handsome games which still stand up now, but not all of them. The Dreamcast, though, in general, most of the games still look good. That was style, wasn't it? Rather than just super high def. Yeah, like and, real, more real than real. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, unfortunately, the Dreamcast didn't have the software support, and Sega failed. But uh, it's interesting how they, because them failing gave us the Xbox. Yeah, which leads us yeah. back to Microsoft and their smartphone, their Windows Phone. <laughs> Seriously, Microsoft, what are you playing at? You had this. Uh, what was it? The Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft had this thing where you could play uh, on your Xbox, but you could also connect your uh, tablet PC to your Xbox or play it on your, you know, Windows-driven TV or something like that, didn't they? I can't remember what they yeah. called it. Was it Glass yeah, or something like that? Microsoft really confused me now because are they going to the console market or the PC market? Because this Scorpio that they're trying to sell, right? every single game, well, first-party game, that comes out on an Xbox can now be played on Windows 10. So why don't you just get a PC with Windows 10? Yeah. Not only that, why call it Scorpio? Are you going to seize the West Coast at some point? <laughs> like in that Simpsons yeah. episode. Oh, he beat me to it. <laughs> <sighs> he was such a good boss. I know he was. Hank Scorpio. That's it. <laughs> if I get one of these Scorpio things, I'm going to call it Hank. <laughs> I can't choose a different name for it. It's a it, it's a given name, isn't it? Mm. So, is there anything else left really for smartphones? What with mobile phones and smartphones? Smartphones. Well, I mean, when you get right down to it, we've got an idea of we've got differing ideas of where it's going to end. You know. Mm. Well, I think um, it's going to be a fifty-fifty situation. I think there's going to be an option provided for people who are just sick of all the sort of internet connectivity. You just want a phone to be a phone, and it's going to be that gaming. A mobile phone crossover point that we've been talking about. See, I think that uh, I I would never ever, and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a hardcore sci-fi nerd. You know this, Rob. Um, I would never discount the cyber route. Okay, that is also an option. And you mentioned Phil getting the uh, biochip. 
I having did. having a having a, a smartphone implanted into you. It's a hack, more than a, a, a industry thing. I think. Give it time. Give it time. See, the thing is, what what we think of now, it, it's weird because uh, what we're happy with, like uh, things that we weren't happy with 30, 40 years ago. And, Such as? Well, I mean, uh, we didn't see people uh, when, uh, aside from punks when I was a kid, you didn't see people with face full, faces full of piercings or tattoos covering their faces. But now, you don't really know either. You see them more than you do, more than you did before, with the big hoop earrings. You know where they actually stick a big hoop in their ear. All those things that actually tear your ear apart. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the the makeup of your ear. Yeah, years and years and years. You you see them more now than you did when I was a kid. But the thing is, nobody bats an eyelid, and uh, that's not saying that you know. I'm not. I'm not. You know, making any commentary about what people want to do with their own bodies. That's up to them. You know. I'm just making the comment that it was a lot less prominent when I was a kid than it is now. We've become more accepting of it. And it's good that we are more accepting as a society of different people and, you know, how different people want to be. But all I'm saying is things change. And we might look at uh, the cyber route, having a mobile phone or even a computer implanted into you or connecting to the internet via, you know, via touching your finger to a port or something like that. We might think, oh yeah, that's who we now. But in twenty, thirty years, it might be the norm. Mm, maybe. I mean, think about it. Your body is just basically a fleshy computer, isn't it? No, no, it's not, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Your brain is a fleshy computer. Yeah, I'm not going to stick a USB stick in my head, am I? Didn't say it had to be in your head. You got other parts, haven't you? <laughs> I'm not sticking it there either. <laughs> Yo, you're in a serial bus. <laughs> <sighs> Look, I'm not saying it has to go there. It could go up your nose. Or you could just, you know, we, we have we have NFC, we have near-field technology, so maybe it's just an implant that goes into your finger, like a biochip, and you just rest your hand on something and you can connect. I do... It- you do it does sound a bit uh, disturbing though when you say it like USB Type P. <laughs> Andy, it's <laughs> not us then, eh? Yeah, that's it for today. Uh, we'll probably end up with more commentary on smartphones uh, in the future when more mobile technology uh, developments happen. Yeah, in <laughs> one of our news episodes, if something mad pops up, we will talk about it again in some way, shape or form. Things mad always pop up. Yeah, but um. This is all we have time for on uh, this edition of The Geek Show. Now, if you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, um, we would love you. We'd be busy mates forever. If you could um, just share it with your friends and tell your friends that you enjoyed this podcast. Oh, in a bit more of an official way, um, if you listen on iTunes, like you Apple users do, um, give us a rating, um, give us a review. And we'll be incredibly appreciative because it helps us grow in a natural way among all you podcast listeners. But um, elsewhere, head over to geekshow.co.uk, get all the information, all the other podcasts that we do under this banner. Um, but until next time, I have been Rob. I have been Andy. And I've been Rob. Thanks for listening.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.